This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this topic in the public speaking series. Andy here alongside me, as always, is... Ronan. And Ronan, what are we going to be talking about in this topic? Well... We could talk about absolutely anything. We'll see where it goes. But the topic we're going to try and stick to (laughs) is the do's and don'ts of technology. Good one. uh, In relation to public speaking, of course. Yes. Um, I'll start with a fail tale. Um, Do you have one? Yeah, I'm keen to get this one out real quick. Um, In relation to technology. Yes. Story goes back only a couple of years ago when I was running a conference in Mount Gambia. It's a small coastal town in... in, uh, Victoria? It's not a coastal town at all. It's inland from the coast. The yeah. limestone coast, they call it, but it's inland. Okay. Um, in South coastal Australia. Coastal town, lime, limestone coast. Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. Coastal, not necessarily seaside, but. No, but in, in a little yeah. bit. In South Australia, near the border of Victoria. Australia, not Vic, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, great town, love it. We were in the main theatre of the town. So people had come from everywhere, gathered in the theatre for our conference. So um, nice Nice theatre? Yeah, like a nice performance theatre, you know, good yep. lighting rig, good sound equipment. So from technology perspective, yeah, yep. everything perfect. Now- What sort of technology they got? So you said lighting rig, so stage wash, screens. Yeah, okay, you're going pretty stuff. technical here, but just good lights, good audio, good okay. screens, like impressive. You'd okay. be sitting there- Yeah, as, sorry, I wasn't asking what, what uh, type of speakers yeah, they have to have the- Mackie, the A six ninety four. You're yeah. interested in that? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, not at all. But if you like, there were primary school students there, so you could imagine like hundreds and hundreds of primary school students, small country schools, yep. coming into this theater and going, "Wow, this is cool." Best theater in town. Yeah, best theater in town. Yep. They're loving it, and our conference got off to a good start. We're about an hour and a half into it, yep, nice. and all and of a sudden, smoothly. power blackout, boom. Okay. The whole of Mount Gambia. The, well, the whole of Mount Gambia, it seemed like it anyway. Right. Enough to say that our theatre was in total blackout. And when I say theatre, you know, it's designed for that sort of dark <laughs> effect. So it went pitch no black. windows. No windows at all. Went absolutely pitch black. So we've gone from being in the theatre with the amazing technology, great, great environment, to being in a haunted house. Let's call it that. Absolute mm-hmm. pitch black. Now, mm-hmm. the only saviour of the situation was... You know those little fire emergency lights that exist in some places that just pop on? It's almost just like a little phone light in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, which you would think would do nothing. But when the rest of the theatre is pitch black, this tiny light just gives enough light that you weren't totally freaked out. You could at least see your hand if it was 10 centimetres in front of your face. Once your eyes settle to settle the... Settle uh, yeah. And yeah. Like all of a sudden darkness can't see anything. Yeah. And then, ah... Oh little glimmer of light yeah. over there. Do uh, I go towards that light? What do I do? Side point. It was happening. It, like it, the power just happened to go out at a time where we were doing a little role play. We we're acting some stuff out. We had actors. The music was on. So it almost <laughs> seemed like it was <laughs> part of it. <laughs> and so as this everyone's is, like, Ooh, what's, what's happening? Next? What's happening any second now? And a spotlight's about to come on or the sound effects will change. Where's no the next person going to jump no out sound from? Effects. Yeah. Um, the person who jumped out <laughs> was the building fire warden who just jumped out to say, we've had a power blackout. Please wait for further instructions. Yeah, Who's not part of your no, team. No, not part of anything. our team or anything. So okay. that's fine. There was certainly no emergency. Yep. It was just that the power went out. And, uh, and so the audience did the right thing and just sat and waited. Now myself and some other team members chatted with the manager and said, what should we do? They said, well, actually, it's totally fine to continue to be in the theatre um, because of the emergency lighting that's just come on, the, the, the dim light in the corner. Uh, and so there is no real emergency. You're welcome to keep going with your conference if you like. And my first thought was, great, great. we don't have to cancel it. My second right. thought was, crazy. this is going to be very hard. 
to continue our conference in front of hundreds of people without microphones, without sound uh, equipment in terms of um, the music that we would normally have yeah. with us, yeah. without a screen to show screen. the things that we would show. You normally get people to write, and, with and yeah. write things down. And then and saying to someone, the please write in your booklet on page four when no one can read Hey, where's four. page four? <laughs> yeah, that's it. No idea. Turn back to the start of my booklet and count my turning <laughs> until I get to four. And follow this sentence. See yep. where the missing line Can't yep. see it. Yeah. And, uh, you know what, we, we did all right. We, we persisted for another three hours of the conference. in Pitch black. We could have a lunch break and then come back and it was still dark. And the teachers were saying, hey, thanks for keep running the conference. This is great. The students were still having a great time. You know, we had to heavily adapt what we did that day. Everyone was really grateful that it continued. And about half an hour before the event finished, the power came back on in Mount Gambia and we could finish with a bang with the lights as supposed, as supposed to. Nice one. Um, but what it did teach us that day, firstly, like mm. side point, is the whole idea of just being persistent and creative when something goes wrong. But what I really want to introduce because of this topic we're discussing is without the technology, it was actually very, very hard to communicate to the extent that we wanted to uh, and be as effective. It just reminded me how much we rely on technology in a good way, like we use it mm. to actually make what's like good content even, even better and ever since then it's just reminded me that when preparing talks and sessions and whatever anyone's doing from public speaking it is not just about get my content right it has got to be about how am i going to use technology to support this because on that day when i was in that pitch black theater the content i still had the content but without the ability to use the technology it absolutely um was harder so yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's got to be important and we're going to talk about um, the do's and don'ts of it today. So absolutely. And, you know, we, we do presentations together lots of times and, of course, we would use technology. But is there a thought process that you've learned from this or, or something that, hey, technology doesn't work or something's not, do you have a black up? Do you think about that? Do you think, oh, what if this doesn't work? Yeah, I think it's important if it doesn't work to continue to persist. That's, yep. what, that's what we learned that day. Uh, Someone told me once um, when I was chatting, they said, oh, look, I give presentations too and everywhere I go, the equipment just never works. And so um, you just have to assume that technology won't work because that's what normally happens, just always seems to happen to me. And if it works, it's a bonus. Now, when I heard that person say that, I actually thought, you know what, it shouldn't be that, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You actually need to plan to make it work. Yeah. And we'll talk about some things now so that you should not accept the fact that Oh well, I just it doesn't won't work, use yeah. technology. I'm I'm going to work out how to make technology work for my talk because it will be so much better. Absolutely. Um, if I do that, so look, yeah, we've we've got a list here, a list we work to all the time. You want to get cracking on the so list? Jump into the do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Okay, number one, do use visual aids. Absolutely. Like particularly what we do talking to school students. Yep. Um, just getting up there and speaking and speaking and speaking. Yes. We can be quite animated and uh, use our, our body uh, language, our movements, our voice, but just giving some form of visual aid, video, something for, for people to write down helps to draw their attention um, to the point that you're trying to make for a specific point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's a big one. I think there should always be something on the screen whilst you're speaking. It certainly doesn't have to be complicated. We'll come back to that but do have something up there that adds the extra dimension to the speech. The, the spoken word alone is part of it, but certainly it's got to be more, more than that. So Yeah, because people will remember stuff they see as well. Yep. 
see something up there and like, oh, yeah, either I'll write that down or uh, easier to remember it. Number one, do use visual aids. Number two, don't. Don't. Don't be scared of using a microphone. Does this annoy you as much as it annoys me? Oh, my goodness. When someone gets up and says, or they're part of our presentation or our day or something that we're doing and someone's like, no, I won't use the microphone. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, then you go and sit at the back of the room and someone's like, oh, yeah, can you guys hear me out the back? No, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll project my voice a bit louder. doesn't happen. Why are people scared of using a microphone? I Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just like smells bad. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe, well, I, maybe there's lipstick on it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've had a bad experience yeah. when I guess uh, hearing your own voice through a sound system may spook some people, um, may sound a little bit different, but um, don't be scared of it. And, you know, what we always say, practice using it. Yep. You need to use the microphone, practice using it, get comfortable using it um, because it's going to help you with your presentation. It's going to help you with your audience control. Um, uh, yeah. I think in relation to this, there, I mean, there could be a situation where you're giving a presentation to seven people in a small circle and we don't need the microphone. Um but I think what we're saying is... I've got 40 <laughs> different speakers here and a, a massive sub yeah. and I'm just going to blow your ears <laughs> off. Yeah. But I think genu- generally we're talking... Like for me, I don't know that there's a hard and fast rule, but if I was speaking to a group of more than about 40 people, um, I would want to use a microphone. Not because that when they're quiet and listening and when I'm talking that the microphone is necessarily essential, but it just help adds presence to what you're saying. Yeah. And then when you get them to discuss something as part of yeah, your talk, yeah. then you can use the microphone to help bring their focus back. Or, you know, when they're doing an activity as part of something, use your, using the, the microphone to add some dominance, it's it's then that it is absolutely essential. Then you don't sound like you're a, someone who's just squealing over the top with your natural voice, so like yelling like a little child, telling them to stop. Hey, guys, stop. Yeah. Guys, guys, stop. Stop yeah. talking now. Stop. Yeah. Come and that's what you end up doing if you don't yeah. have a microphone. You have yeah. to just persist, and that's tough. Or or you just start talking and you've just lost the crowd. And yep. Trying to move on and you just can't. Can't. So um, don't be scared of it, people. Whoever's listening, don't be scared of it. Yep. Okay, number three is they do. Do keep your setup simple so that it is reliable. We talked about... Um, you know, that sentence or that quote that someone told you about assume that technology is not going to work. Yeah. But if you do keep the setup simple and you you run through it and you're confident with it, then it should be reliable. You should be able to back yourself that, hey, this is a simple setup and we're going to make this work. And it's funny we talk about reliable. Technology, like people, will fail at some point. But if it's a complex thing, it'll be hard to work out to what went wrong. Yeah. yeah. Was it, a, was it one of the 16 cables that I put in? Was it the four mixing sound desks that I put? All this is just so complicated. Mm. You, you, simp- you simplify it. So you go, okay, it hasn't worked. It's got to be one of just a couple of things. The microphone battery's gone flat. Someone's pulled the power out. Or a speaker's been turned off without anyone realizing. Like, we've got to keep it so simple. This is the audio. This is the visual. Just keep it simple. The, the amount of people who show me fancy software things on their computer that are going to make their presentations better and using 16 different types of adapter to get mm. that to onto the big screen. It, it becomes more and more unreliable Absolutely. the more that you do these things. So I just think it's so important as you're planning what you're going to do, keep your setup simple. Absolutely. Know your setup as well. Yep. So know your setup, keep it simple. And, the you know, you talked about it 
complex and, and different software. There's a number of times I've gone to um, different venues and they're like, you, we want to take our own laptop, plug that into into their projections. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need this, have this software because that's how it talks to it and does this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you need a PhD to be able to understand how to yeah. set this thing up. But, you know, realistically, it should be plug a cord in and it should work. But, um, you know, people try and make things too complex. And so, yeah, practice your setup, know it, make sure that it's that it's simple for you to use and that you can teach other people as well. I, I would suggest is something that uh, to keeping it simple. Let me jump on to a don't. Don't put anything on the screen slides that you don't want your audience to read. Okay, pet hate of mine is when a speaker puts something on, well, one pet hate is when they put a, a slide on a screen and skip through it and say, oh, no, we don't need this one. We'll go to the next one. Oh, we don't need that one. We go to the next one. Um, that's really silly because it looks like you're unplanned or the audience is more interested in what you skip through and why you skip through it yeah. than, than uh, you know, what you're trying to, to move on to. Um, but also when, an audio, when you put something on the screen yourself and then you say, oh, ignore, ignore the first four points, I'm going to start talking about the fifth point. Your audience, therefore, is going to read your first four points. Mm. So you, you've got to edit that down. Like it, it must match exactly uh, what you're saying. So if you need to tailor each presentation and properly understand what's on the screen um, and revise that, then absolutely do it. Otherwise, it's going to distract your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Number five, you want to get onto a do? I think you should. I've done all the do's. Oh, okay, I'll do it. I don't want to be the doer. I don't want to be the doer. doer. <laughs> I, I'm just a doer. I want to throw a don't in. <laughs> okay, I'll go a do. Do practice with your visual aids. Absolutely. Okay, now oh in goodness. some of our other conversations, we've talked about uh, the importance of practice. Yep. Okay. But it's super important to practice with your technology as well. Um, nothing more awkward than someone giving the presentation and them not knowing what's coming next on the slide yep. and then talking about something and then going to the next slide and saying, oh, I already covered that. Yep. Well, hang on, why did you cover that if it was coming up in your slideshow later? It looks so unprepared. Yeah, or, or if they're not in control of the slideshow and they start talking about... Um, Oh, and the next thing I want to talk about, blah, blah, blah. And so the person who's doing the, the slides hits the next button. They're like, oh, actually, I forgot to mention about that yeah. one. Um, happened at an event I was at the other day and happened a, a number of times. And, and the presenter was just like, oh, actually, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, let me talk about that. Um, the other thing that I witnessed is you know, if you don't practice sometimes, particularly with uh, PowerPoint, yeah. Um, you know, you can add some animations and transitions and yeah. other things. And, you know, sometimes you add the tra wrong transition or the wrong um, uh, progression, you hit a button and you think you're going to talk about something, but then all of a sudden it disappears yeah. and the next thing appears. Yep. Um, and so, you know, you put a photo up that you want to talk about, but you've put some transition animation on it that it disappears after a second. Then the next one, you're like, oh, oh, no, uh, go back one, go back one. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, and so got to practice and you should know like uh, whether you use a clicker that you hold in your hand or whether yep. you, you don't just knowing what comes next and having that screen with that same slideshow same visual aids whatever they are as your practice as if you are your own audience looking at yeah. the screen as well yeah. um, which, which kind of leads us into the the next one I don't for you don't don't look at the screen as your notes yeah because if you're relying on that then you haven't practiced with the visual aid and you're kind of like, okay, next slide. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. 
Um, I think there's another. You can, you can absolutely look at the screen and refer to it and point almost like gesture to the audience, yeah. as in, I want draw, you to draw attention, yeah, draw attention to it. To it. Yeah. I want you to look at this because this is going to help you remember this, but not. Okay, what's next? Okay, yeah, next point is yeah. Now I'll talk about that. And I think there's a temptation if you'll go if you think you're going to use the screen as your notes, which we're saying don't do it. Mm. Then you could be tempted to put so much info on the screen that it's just looks like a newspaper's been put up there with line after line after line of text because you're wanting to put it all up there to prompt yourself. Then your audience becomes less interested in you because yeah. they're focusing on reading all this stuff that you've put on the screen. Yeah, so they're not not your paper notes. Not your paper notes. That you have in your hand yep. that you're reading off. And yep. You don't want people to see those either. Nope. You don't want them to see exactly what you're, you're, the way in which that you, um, yep. the notes that you present. You want to be focused entirely yep. on looking at the audience, your eye contact to the audience, body language towards the audience, especially if you don't you know, know where the screen's going to be set up in the room you're about to present to. There's very few places where if you were looking at the screen as a presenter, where you would be having good body language towards the audience, most of the time that's going to close you off to the audience. So you've yep. got to know it. You've got to know it so well that um, what's, you know, what's happening on, on the screen supports what you're doing instead of distracts what you're doing. You want to you uh, do another do for us? Sure. Number seven, do learn how to use the technology yourself. Yeah, and if we couple that up with what we said before and make, and make it simple, mm. it's not actually hard to do that. No, absolutely. You should know. Like, and you might be doing a presentation by yourself. You might um, be doing something where you have other people and, and yeah, I know how to use the technology. And then you're like, fantastic. I've got a friend of mine who's coming along. They can set it all up. But if you get put in a situation where you need to know it, then it's important for you to be able to do that. It's important for you to be able to get your setup right to know your technology, to know how it works, to know how your presentation, your visual aids are going to um, appear as we've been talking about. Um, and just, it's not that hard. Now, I don't want people to think I'm super old here, but... Uh, You're 24, that's not that old. <laughs> Thank you for that, it's very generous. Like when I was growing up, um, primary school, high school, we didn't have a computer at home. We had no computer at all. So I was not someone that sort of adapted to technology quickly. Mm -hmm. and. I know technology. I can tell more, that about you. Yeah, that's good. I know mm -hmm. the technology is more than computers, but um, I had to kind of learn did everything. Have, did you have a typewriter? Uh, shouldn't have asked that question because oh. you don't know that I that I actually did have a typewriter. You know, I saved up all my money once to buy a typewriter for sixty bucks that my fantastic. auntie's school was selling because they were getting rid of them. Great. Yep, that's random. Why did we put that in here? Technology. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> typewriter. At the time, that was, I was twelve technology. years old. I bought that a typewriter. Wow. Now everyone thinks I'm eighty years old. Anyway. I just um, told him you're 24. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I would call myself a late starter to technology. Mm. But I would say that I'm someone who knows how to use the technology that I use for my presentations. And and I say it because it's not that I just happen to know. I'm not a computer guy, yeah. but I just happen to work it out. So things like screen resolution used to mean nothing to me. Now I can reckon I can work it out. Now the difference between... What is the screen res re resolution of an overhead projector? Overhead projector. Yeah. You're that, talking about the that things what, that, is we that what you use. Oh, calm down. We're oh, going back sorry. forever. No one knows what the, most people <laughs> listening to this won't know what an overhead projector was. Anyway, <laughs> don't think it had a resolution. Um, the uh, so things like uh, res resolution I, it used to mean nothing to me. VGA or yeah. HDMI used to mean nothing to me. Um, uh, you know, selecting different audio sources 
used to mean nothing to me. Um, different inputs on a projector mean nothing. But and you know what? It might mean nothing to some of our listeners as correct. well. Important to find out yeah. these things. Yeah. yeah. And so just saying, you know what? I'm not going to delegate away to somebody else. You work my technology for me. I got to take responsibility for that. Yeah. I might have to say to someone, hey, can you show me this? And then next time, get someone else to show me. And next time, get someone else to show me. And by the time I've done 5, 10, 20, 150 presentations over a number of years, all of a sudden, I can adapt quickly to different computers, different projectors, different sound systems. And that yeah. stuff won't scare me anymore. And I hope that's the case for the listeners because I'm telling you, I was the kid with the typewriter yeah. who couldn't plug a thing in. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you're part of a team that does um, presentations as well, don't just sit back and not learn the technology. Learn it. Get in there and say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn this because one day I'm going to be the one who's setting it up. I'm going to be the one who's running it. I'm going to be the one who's presenting it. Um, so yeah, don't sit back and watch other people do it. Get in, learn it, and make sure that you can put your hand up and say, do you know what? I got this. Tech person, you have a coffee. I'm going to take over here. <laughs> I'm the presenter and the tech person, and that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, last one. I bags it. Okay. Don't overuse screen content. Why did you want to bags that? Well, because I think it's important that when you're public speaking, it's still your speech that's the most important thing. It's not having an audience whose eyes are staring at a screen. Yeah, you're not showing, you're not, you're not a movie. Yeah, you're not a movie you're not and you're not movies. on Netflix show and yeah. you're not a billboard, you're none of those things. You're you and you're, you're speaking. And so if you're overusing your content, um, then you'll end up staring at it the whole time. Your audience will end up staring at it the whole time and it won't be what it should be. Mm. And your opportunity is to do public speaking. It's your speaking to the group who have assembled. It's the people that are important when we talk about public. Um, it's 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 not about technology. The technology is just there to support the aid. what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Not a bad list. I'm pretty right. happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. The do's and don'ts of technology when public speaking. When public speaking. Thanks for chatting about it, Andy. No worries. Looking forward to the next one. Pleasure as always. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. Thank you.